0: official podcast of Knox Toastmasters. My name is Wendy and I will be hosting this episode. Today we are going to talk about leading to inspire, how leaders can inspire the teams. To discuss this, we have our wonderful, illustrious president of our club, Judith Talanova. Welcome Judith, it's a pleasure to have you today. Tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Uh, Wendy, it's lovely to be here with you and thank you very much. Uh, A little bit about myself. Well, I've uh, been in Toastmasters for some uh, 26, nearly 27 years now. Wow. And have loved every minute of it. It's been the most fascinating time. I've done a lot of other things as well, but I haven't found anything that is as satisfying as being in Toastmasters and gives me as much growth. I've been a radio announcer, country radio, so nothing wow. fabulous, but a lot of fun, That's and um, I really enjoyed that. So I did that for three years. I've done um, looking just for the interesting and different things. I've also done a been a volunteer community corrections officer, working with people on the court-based orders. That was fascinating. Some fascinating people that you run into doing things like that. And then while I was doing that, I found Toastmasters and joined it. And I really, within a year, didn't have time to do all the other things that I was doing. So I've um, just settled down most of the time. I do other work. I teach English as a second language. I teach a U3A class Mm -hmm. for um, communication skills, because what else does a Toastmaster do? And teach communication skills. So I do that. And that's wonderful. And I'm really missing that because of this um, lockdown at the moment. So I'll be glad when we get back to it. We've been okay. doing it for five years. So I um yeah, thankful for all that sort of thing. But, yeah, so just as a quick introduction, that's me. I, have, uh, I had two children. I have one still living, the other one passed. And um,
0: I'm here. That's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that we will be talking about these different paces la- of your life in the future podcast. I'm re- I sincerely hope this sounds fascinating life um, at Toastmasters Judith. I'm pretty sure you are the best to answer these questions then. Uh, this year you are the club president of Knox Toastmasters. What motivated I you am. to uh, take up the role? <sighs> That's an
1: interesting question and part of it might be a bit of ego <laughs> <laughs> and and possibly one that is more overseeing things and trying to just hold everything together and not really doing as much as some of the other roles like the vice president education is a huge job vice president membership who has to look after the new members coming in and members who are already there so they've got some big jobs And I look at that and I think generally speaking, the president's job is just to, because we have a committee in in Toastmasters, the club has a committee of seven, sometimes eight people. And so you have the immediate past president who is there as a helper. And then you have the other members. So you have your vice president of education who obviously works on the agendas and everything else, vice president membership, who, as I said, works with people wanting to come in and people who are already in. Then you have vice president public relations, obviously public relations, a treasurer, a secretary, and a sergeant at arms. And so that's that's the team that a president works with. And then that team works with the rest of the membership. Generally speaking, we try and have a membership of 20 to 25 people, which means that then everybody gets a chance to do everything they need to do through the year. And to me, the success of the club depends on our membership succeeding and achieving things and that's up to the membership i can't say so and so you have to do this this year it's all voluntary and so we're in a position that you have to just try and encourage people and talk to people and find out what they want and help them to get it and so that's one of the reasons 26 years in toastmasters i figure i'm not perfect as a public speaker but i think that i have a lot of Information, a lot of things that I can hand to people, so that they know what they're doing and how to do it and how they can get what they really want. Mm. So that's really, yeah. I just I I like it. I do it because I'm part of a team, and to me, that's that's what really works well. So yeah, indeed. Firstly, that's a question.
0: Mm. Indeed, that's a fascinating answer. I would say because. Um... I do understand, as the president, he's more he or she more is more like a cheerleader. And mm. for the last couple of months, I've been working with you. I I feel like you are really cheerleading us, the rest of the team, and I really appreciate. It. It's not like micromanaging. You managed yeah. to keep the whole team together really well. So I would like yeah. to elaborate the last bit of your previous answer. Um, in, in terms of any helpful tips for as a team leader which should be a listener could take away especially as a volunteer team leader it seems to yes. be very and that's
1: the big difference that's the big difference of being volunteer so you cannot order people to do things mm. the idea is that you have to work with people find out their strengths but one of the things i have found more than anything else is that while i believe that a person is capable of doing something They've got to believe the same thing. If they don't believe it, they're not going to be able to do it because they're thinking, well, she wants me to do it, but it's beyond my capabilities. Mm-hmm. So as a team leader, I have to find out what that person believes about their own capabilities. Mm-hmm. True. If they don't believe the same as I do, or if I underestimate them, there's a problem. So I need to understand how my team works and how they fit in together. And to me, that's what a leader does, is not necessarily stand there and say, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. It's teamwork all the way through. And that's, that's when everybody is happy to work together yeah. and nobody feels left out mm-hmm. or whatever people might sort of feel. Uh, they're not so likely to get their feelings hurt when something doesn't quite happen the way they expect it to do. So to my mind, as a team leader, I, I need to understand my team and what drives them and what their apparent weaknesses are Mm. and try and help them turn them into strengths. And I learned that a long time ago, not in Toastmasters, but in parents with our partners. And I was supposed to be doing something one night and I couldn't do it. And I asked a friend, would she do it for me? And she said, oh, I don't really know how to do it. And I was pretty bruised with her. And I said, well, of course you do. All you have to do is da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And she didn't even turn up for it. So somebody turned up for a meeting and there was no one there to meet with them. And I said to her, why did you do that? And and I was really annoyed. Mm -hmm. Actually, angry was probably closer to it. And she said, because I had no idea what I was doing and I I just didn't know where to start. And that's when I realized that because I knew she could do it, she didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's what made the huge difference. Mm-hmm. so when I'm looking at people and if I see them sort of hesitating and maybe not sure then I will say okay so what do you need to know who can help you what do we need to do so I try and make it that the team works together and everybody helps everybody else right. nobody have a role that is just wholly and solely theirs so that you're Vice President Education and your Vice President Membership have to work close together because they both have to deal with the parents and the, pe- the members and the new people coming in. And everybody helps the Sergeant at Arms because if they're setting up and there's people coming in, you need help. It's a matter of making a team work as a team and looking after each other. And right at the moment with the pandemic, looking after each other is more important than usual.
0: Indeed, indeed. To me,
1: that's what being a team leader is
0: all about. Thank you so much for sharing that, Judy. It's incredible to uh, listen to a fact that we have to take care of each other to bring the best of us. But then again, I have this question: where you have the leadership team on one hand, the other hand, you have the members who are subjected to that leaders, and it's two sides of the equation. So members also have their own part to pay, play, but um, this is something we often forgets that members we should have enthusiastic members also in the team, as team members. So how do you, what is the importance of having an enthusiastic member in, in our team? To me, everyone should be part, like the whole club,
1: every member 20, 25 people, whatever there are, they are all part of a team as far as I'm concerned. Now I look at that and I think this is a team because the idea of Toastmasters is to help each other to achieve. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the vice president membership working with each member and saying, yes, you can do this. I mean, we have mentors so that everybody has a mentor who then works with that person to help them to formulate speeches, to work out how to do evaluations table topics, table topics the most terrifying part of yeah. Toastmasters which is the impromptu speaking but is so important if someone is out working or looking for jobs the impromptu speaking is so important to know how to cope with that and not freeze when someone asks you a question and you go ah yeah. <laughs> and nothing comes to your head so you know there's things that so again looking at all the members so you've got seven or eight people on your team and then you've got another say 12 to 15 people who are your other members you need to know as a team we need to find out their strengths and weaknesses and their ambitions and their wishes but particularly the weaknesses and i'll just digress for a minute i had a friend more oh, probably 20 years ago who came to toastmasters and she was literally pathologically shy mm-hmm. and like you could stand next to her i thought she didn't like me mm-hmm. and which i have to admit was a bit unusual because most people do like me
0: mm-hmm. and sorry that's yeah i agree normal. with that and, but you couldn't hear her
1: even standing next to her i couldn't hear her talk but i knew she had a job and a very important job and she was in charge of 12 people at her work But in her comfort zone, she had no troubles. Outside of her comfort zone, which was only work and maybe her home, you couldn't hear her. Mm -hmm. And so we couldn't evaluate the things that she was doing because no one could hear her even standing next to her. And then, so she used to sort of, when you're talking to you, she talked to her feet, Mm -hmm. which is why I thought she didn't like me. And then I noticed she started talking to my feet and I thought, ah, that's a start. (laughs) <laughs> and it sounds funny now but back then you know it was a, a, a huge change so then gradually she moved up until we were face-to-face and you could actually hear her and she started going now eventually she was asked by Monash University to run a 12-week course for them in her field of expertise wow. and to you. me and this is probably 18 months after she joined mm. and she said it was just one night a week, I think. And she said, Can I do it? And I said, Well, I don't know, can you? And she said, Well, I said, Well, do you know what you're supposed to be lecturing on? And she said, Yes, that's not a problem. So I said, Well, um, are you asking me as a Toastmaster, are you capable of doing it? And she said, Yes. And I said, Yes. She said, Oh, fine. So off she went and did it. So you know, it's, well, it's one of my little miracles that I keep on saying, you know, postmasters can change your entire life and it did change her entire life. She said it was, uh, I'm just going, I'm sorry, I'm answering this question a bit long, but I'm probably picking up something else. She found that with when we do evaluations, so now the evaluations are praise improvement, praise, and hopefully a summary at the end of it. So we look at people's strengths, then we look at their weaknesses and try and help them turn them into strengths. So you'll spend a bit of time on that, but you use terms like you might think of, have you considered, you know, just gentle terms to bring to mind that maybe you need to change the way you're doing this. So you would tell them how to do that. And then you go back, give them a couple of points of praise and then finish it off. So that's how an evaluation generally works. She found when she had to do reports on her workers, on the people that she was in charge of at work, she said it used to take her days to get these reports done. She said, when she learned how to do evaluations properly, she said, I could do them all in one day. Mm. Cause she said, I learned praise, improvement, praise. So I'd find the things. she said, during the times that I was working with them, I'd find the things that they were good at, look at the things that they could maybe improve on and tell them, have you thought of trying this to achieve mm. that? And another, you did well on this. And she said, that was it. That's all I had to do. She said it was absolutely fabulous. Toastmasters is good for more than just Toastmasters having digressed a little bit but that's you know what our idea is to work with members to help them to achieve what they want to do some come because they stutter we've got someone here that stutters I was on a Toastmaster meeting in Israel a month ago that's what I like about Zoom and there was two people in that club that started and i was introducing another man who wanted to join because he started so he felt comfortable because there was someone else there who had started we have people with different languages and different level of english and we try and help them to get their tongue working so that we can you know they can make themselves heard and clear there's just so much to it and so much fun at the same time so it's learning and fun and achieving to me, that's what Toastmasters is
0: about. Yeah, indeed. I, I understand your perspective. You're essentially trying to say that being enthusiastic member is also part of the leadership uh, team where you find each other's motives and help them to shape up their own skills. So that is mm. kind of friends helping uh, friends, which is one of the tagline of one of the past international presidents, which is... Quite incredible to listen to your little wisdom nuggets of wisdom. To be honest, I could keep going, but as a podcast episode, we have to. um,
1: Yes, you don't want to. I'm a great digressor,
0: (laughs) but digression is always allowed in this podcast, so that's fun part. Well, I
1: I think it pertains because it explains more, perhaps why. One, why we do things and how we can change people's lives without pressure. Mm, so we need to encourage people to be happy to move into the roles. Interesting. <laughs> that's, uh, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So overall.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, you see, we always listen to a lot of leadership, um, motivational, inspirational speeches, all in Toastmasters, beyond Toastmasters. But what what i really loved about your segment is that this is these are like practical kind of tested and you have succeeded it is incredible to share that with our audience and i'm i'm pretty sure everyone enjoyed having you listening to you uh, as the parting probably parting gift for the podcast series what do you have in mind for the future podcasts um, what are the topics would you like to see or would you like to do, um, do today? Well, now that
1: you asked that question,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, think,
1: <laughs> I think that evaluations, someone to talk about evaluations. Evaluations are often an underestimated value in, in Toastmasters. As I just said before, you know, it, it helps people who have to do um, reports on their people that they work with. It helps them see things in an entirely different way. It trains your brain to look at things differently as well. And I'm a great one for training the brain. And so it's, to me, evaluations just change the whole, the whole set of everything. Your brain looks at things and you have to look at things in giving advice carefully, gently, supportively, and in an encouraging fashion. But still telling them, you've got to change this. This needs to change. But you can't say to them, you've got to change that. It's just not how it's done. So evaluations, I think, would be an
0: excellent... um, Indeed, definitely. I think um, we should do one on giving feedback and probably get some more other members on board as well to um, share the experience. Probably... We have some very good
1: evaluators in our club. Yes, I I probably I'd have to say that I look up to them they don't look up to me for evaluations
0: (laughs) but but we need a leader of course to coordinate everyone see how we can do so that's all for today Judy thank you so much for being with us and uh, sharing your little nuggets of wisdom and sharing experience Little little anecdotes which we all enjoyed so hope to see you. I, I
1: have a habit is, is my way of doing things is a bit of storytelling, so yeah, I tend to do that. Everyone has their own way of um, doing things. so some people are storytellers, some people do it differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I just tend to bring in stories.: yeah, I stories.
0: stories do wonders for sure, so thank you so much. So that's all for today's episode. Uh, okay till the next episode. See you.
1: Mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing the next one so that'll be great. Thank you very yeah. much and thank you for having this wonderful idea when you're putting a podcast on. I think it's wonderful.
0: Indeed. Um we'd have we had a lot of fun so till next till yes. the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah.